0: This tends to be one of the most bizarre unsolved cases in West Virginia state history. Kathy Goble was a middle-aged woman that worked at a small men's shop in West Virginia named Kelly's. She worked at the store for more than a decade and seemed perfectly happy with her job and her life. She was doing pretty well for herself, all things considered, and had been seeing a boyfriend that lived just across town. To be totally honest, there wasn't anything particularly interesting about Kathy's life, at least nothing out of the ordinary anyway. She was your average woman who was doing her part in society, working a decent job, and taking care of herself and her family. But Kathy's path in life changed forever on April 24th, 2010. She didn't show up for her shift at Kelly's and she was quickly reported missing when no one found her at home either. Her boyfriend had been out of town at the time and said that he had no idea where she may have gone. To make matters worse, her car was missing from her home. If she happened to have taken her car with her wherever she went, she could be literally anywhere by the time police were alerted to her disappearance. A search and rescue mission was immediately called and it didn't really take long for police to find her car abandoned on the roadside of a highway. It didn't seem to be damaged in any way and looked like it would run just fine. There weren't any obvious problems, so police couldn't figure out why she had abandoned the car on the side of the road. Police did say that there was a rag wedged in the window of the car, but we don't really know why. A search was called and police searched every square inch of the nearby area and the nearby roadside, but there was no trace of Kathy. By all means, it seemed like she just vanished into thin air. At the end of the day, the case ran cold and police had no real leads to go on. They searched her car, her work, her home, everywhere, and Kathy had just vanished. It would be more than two years before Kathy's case would see any sort of update, but sadly, this wasn't the update anybody had been hoping for. Kathy had worked alongside a man named Charles March for pretty much her entire stint at Kelly's. Everyone loved Charles. He was a very well-mannered guy and didn't really get into anyone's business or cause any sort of trouble. He lived in a small single-wide trailer just a few miles away from Kelly's, and the trailer was placed just off the side of the railroad tracks a short ways from the downtown area of town. All of Charles' coworkers and neighbors have said that he was, by all means, a pretty unremarkable guy as well. He was close with a few of his neighbors who claimed that they'd get together and share drinks and watch sports and wrestling on some weeknights. He was a dependable guy with lots of friends that loved him. Charles had been speaking to his son, though, about a sinkhole in his yard that he couldn't really seem to get fixed. He tried to fill it several times over the years, but the hole would just collapse every time he filled it. Considering he was in his late 50s or 60s at the time, his son offered to come help him out and figure out what was actually causing his yard to just continually collapse in this one specific location. Charles was at work when his son arrived at his trailer, and he immediately noticed the spot in the yard and just got straight to work. While his father had just tried to fill the hole several different times, his son wanted to get to the bottom of things and decided to dig to the bottom of the hole and actually find out what the problem was once and for all. He dug a few feet down and found that a plastic bag had been stuffed at the bottom of the hole. He pulled the bag out of the ground, and sure enough, that's what was causing the hole. When he looked inside the bag, he found that it had been filled with bones. They seemed like animal bones at first, but then he found a human skull. He immediately left his father's home and walked straight across the railroad tracks and directly to Town Hall. He asked to speak with the chief of police, but he was out of town at the time, so he spoke with the mayor, who then immediately called 911, and police then showed up at Charles's house within just a few minutes. After looking in the plastic bag, police confirmed that the bones were human, so they headed straight to Kelly's to speak with Charles. Rather than interrogate him in front of all of his employees and customers, the police explained the situation to everyone who was working with him that day, and asked Charles to come down to the police station. They spoke with him about the hole in his lawn, but he said he had no idea what was causing it. One of the investigators then explained that they found a bag of bones, and Charles was more than willing to share the truth of what had really happened. Even though he had initially tried to deny anything that he had to do with these bones, he quickly changed his tune and confessed, and he told them exactly what no one wanted to hear, that the bones belonged to Kathy Goebel. At this point, Kathy had been missing for more than two years, and Charles's co-workers said that there was never a day that went by when they didn't talk about Kathy and wonder what had happened to her at work. They had several ceremonies for Kathy. They would remember her life and her dedication to her job. And Charles attended most of these celebrations, and his co-workers say that he didn't really act strange or do anything out of the ordinary at any of these events that would make anyone think he had anything to do with it. Police also say that Charles was incredibly cooperative with him throughout their investigation. The only problem was that he refused to explain exactly what he did to Kathy other than saying that he strangled her. He said he didn't want to cause her family any more grief than he already had caused, so he refused to explain anything else about the details of the case and her eventual passing. The only other thing he would tell police was the events that led up to Kathy going missing. He explained that he received a call from Kathy on that fateful day in 2010. She asked to meet up with him in the parking lot of the Nitro Moose Lodge. Charles said that he had agreed to meet with her, and immediately after he arrived, she asked him to follow her onto the interstate. And later on down the road, she pulled her car off the road, stuffed a rag in the window, and got out. Kathy then got into Charles's car, and they presumably drove off to his home. As he was telling the story to investigators, he said that he didn't have a motive for even taking Kathy's life. Instead, he would only say she wanted me to do it. Police still have no idea what this means or why Kathy would ask her coworker to take her life. Obviously, most people believe he's lying, though every other explanation he'd given up to this point was confirmed to be true. So why, knowing he was going to prison for life, would he lie about this one detail when it was already done, he was already sentenced? Charles knew that he'd been caught, the bones had been found and the trial was ongoing, so what would make him lie and say that Kathy wanted him to do it? He had nothing to gain from this. After he was sentenced to prison, Charles attempted to take his own life by jumping off a 15-foot balcony. He wasn't successful, obviously, but he would pass away in prison at the age of 62 just a short time later. This case has led many people to wonder, what truly happened to Kathy, and what did Charles actually do to her? To be upfront, We don't really know. The only conclusion that anyone can really come to is that Kathy could have been in some sort of intimate relationship with Charles. We've shared stories in the past where people wish to have their lives taken in violent yet sexual ways, and it's possible that could be what happened to Kathy, but really we have no idea. It is definitely possible though, that she may have asked Charles to take her life in the way that she felt would be most fulfilling, and he happily did so. I know this is incredibly dark and it's nothing any of us probably want to think about, but it is a genuine possibility that should be explored. The other option, assuming Charles is telling the truth, is that Kathy may have been much more depressed than she led her peers to believe. It's possible she wanted to end her own life but didn't really know how to do it on her own or didn't want to do it on her own, so she asked Charles to help her. This option would make sense and it's not as uncommon as you may think. The other possibility is that Charles is simply lying, though if he is, police can't seem to explain how her car ended up on the roadside that day, or why she would have called Charles to meet up with him at the Moose Lodge. These facts personally make me believe that Charles could actually be telling the truth. At the end of the day, there are just far more questions than answers, as is true with most of the cases we cover here. If you've got any theories, please feel free to share them with all of us in the comments below. I'm all ears and I'm sure most of you guys are as well. This is a very strange case that just doesn't seem to add up no matter how you look at it. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider subscribing, ringing that notification bell, or even clicking that join button below to help support the channel. But I've been Ty Knots. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video.